Good morning, good morning, my friends. It is a crazy morning for me because I just found out Marie-Pierre Petrot speaks Spanish. But no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She took her publicity with her magnificent agenda on how to save time, manage your time properly, making sure you put in your priorities first so there's time to do everything else. And here she's doing it in Spanish. Marie-Pierre And I said, what happened? So this is new AI program. You take the content, the video you, you've, you've done in French or English or whatever language, you put it in, right, Melissa, boom, and bang, it even copies your voice. Like, I am so excited. Did you see last night at the GPS, the French grocery? Oh, by the way, it was 2019, Melanie. I said 2016, it was 2019, whatever. And we're, we're just at a whole new level. Welcome, my friends, to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. We are still in our famous chapter five of the book, The Power of Self-Confidence with Brian Tracy. Today, Melanie Miller will dive. No, wait, the word she uses is delve. We're going to delve. <laughs> Into the subject of happiness and satisfaction, living congruently, courage is essential, follow your heart and be honest with yourself. So I'm really, 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 really excited because it's directly connected to yesterday. Remember yesterday, Monique, you were there, we talked about comfortable and courageous cannot be in the same sentence. Well, it comes back out today. So what I realized, it's not just hello fears, but it is also a question of hello confidence very, very connected. I just can't believe how closely related our podcasts are right now. Really, really extraordinary. So welcome, my friends, to today's podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, where our mission, our mission is to level up, work on being a better version of ourselves every single day. And the vision is to build thousands of millionaires. Nobody makes it to financial wealth without personal growth. So always the question is this, if you're not happy financially where you are, we need to ask ourselves, what, or rather, who is the person I have to become to achieve my next level of financial freedom? So I'm pretty wild and crazy, and I say a lot of stuff that I believe in, doesn't always mean it's true, but at the end of the day, <laughs> what is true is what I believe in. That is the truth. So here's Marie France who wrote to me yesterday. She goes, I'm so excited. Did you see Tupperware, what they've done? I'm going to qualify for my trip. And thank God I'm doing my conditioning program. And I kept writing in the present tense. I'm going to, to the castle. I'm going to the castle. I'm going to the castle. Next thing you know, they did an adjustment. And guess what, Maria? I'm going to the castle. So be careful with the scientific brains, Marie-Pierre. Be careful with the scientific brains. Melanie Miller, Mohammed Mikalash, Hamid Mikalash. Okay, I'll go with all my scientific brains. Because the scientific brains stops us to see the I'm possible. Okay? Because it's not logical. But believe me, there's a lot more logical in the illogical. It, 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 it's, it's this incredible energy. And today we're going to focus on this chapter five on the power of confidence. We're going to explore the fascinating concept of happiness and satisfaction, particularly diving into the feeling of divine discontent. 
Oh, so I really worked with that word this morning, divine discontent. I really worked with that. And I said, what would be my divine discontent? What is driving Maria Mariano for 41 years? What's driving me? And you know what? My divine discontent, when I look at my value system, is poverty. Like I have this with poverty in Canada simply because there's no reason in Canada to be poor. So there's this thing about poverty that, and I also analyzed in my values, wealth, I would say, is number two after my health. And you're going to say to me, are you actually putting wealth before your husband? Absolutely. I swear, if I'm going to be totally frank with you, my friends, if it wasn't for my financial wealth, I'm not sure I'd still be with Mohammed. But because there is money and I hire the help and I hire, you know, Melanie, same thing with you. You know, Alan is not the person who's going to do the gardening or whatever. Because there's money, we love them for their strengths and not their weaknesses. So, yes, I put wealth there. What about my kids? You put wealth before? Absolutely. You know, my kids are still at home. Let me tell you, if I didn't have the wealth to pay somebody full-time cleaning the house, you know the, you, you know the drama that would be happening in my, my home, Monique? The yelling? What do you mean you didn't take out the garbage? Do you understand? So, yes, I put wealth. So, so all of that being saying, said, divine discontent is the uneasiness and um, dissatisfaction that you feel when you aren't fully challenged by what we are doing or, you know, whatever it is it might be. So embrace this feeling, which I have for many, many years, and it would lead to constructive change, pushing us to grow personally and professionally. Okay. And the other thing that for me really hit home is living with integrity. How did I build my Tupperware business when people say, oh my God, you're still in Tupperware after 41 years? You know, I live with integrity. I was raised, if you're not frugal in the kitchen, you can never be financially free. And, and I'm re I really bid into that, like guys, wholeheartedly. So living with integrity is, is having a a job or an opportunity that allows me to talk about it every single day. Monique, you were at the GPS yesterday. You heard me speaking about frugality and uh, like it comes from the inner inside of me. So that's been the success of my business. And no matter what my company comes out with, it's always aligned how this new product or whatever this new promotion is going to help us make more money. Hey, Melanie, wealth or and fits into our mission states, statement. So refusing to compromise has been a huge key of success for me. But before going into the subject, as Melanie Miller is really going to go deeper and it's going to allow you to take notes and truly understand, Marie-Pierre, again, thank you for your, your exercises because it pushes us, it challenges us to think. We're going to start sharing the podcast and we're going to say, do you get up and say, I'm alive. I'm excited, question mark. Because if the answer is no, you gotta listen to this podcast, okay? So take your time, share, share, share everywhere. And in the meantime, Marie-Pierre, talk to us about the contest. We gotta finish our group at 3,000 members. We also have a page now, and we have three challenges for you. And I wanna know how many books we sold, even if we're not over the 800 mark. 
<laughs> yes, but we are at 795 books already sold. So yes, we are five more books to the 800. So yes, we can achieve it today. Today. So tomorrow morning, yes, of course, we'll have that number of 800 and more. So every time that you receive your book, make sure that you take a picture. And every time you read a chapter and you have something that you want to share, take a picture with the book and post it on your personal page on Facebook. Tag Maria Mariano, tag Limidiana de Diamant, the Facebook page. So we can do the draw at the end of the month for the voucher of $50 for our Shopify Limidiana de Diamant. So every time you have something, post with the, in the book, post with the agenda and make sure to tag it. The second one, yes, we have the goal to hit that 3000 member on our Facebook group. So make sure that you invite people to the group because every time you invite someone to the group, you have a chance in the draw. And for all the new people who join the group during the month of December, you will be in the draw for another voucher of $50 for our Shopify Limidiana de Diamant. And then the next one is for everyone who contribute on our Facebook group. So when you post something inspirational that you found, a video, a picture, something, Yes, that gives you point in the draw. So every time you post, every time you comment, every time you post a reaction, it gives you a chance in the draw. And our top five will get the big mug, Le Millionaire de Diamant. So our top five month to date, we have Dani Chatra, Louise Gauthier, Joanne Corbeil, Liz Boucher, and Jacqueline Stockley. I'm loving this. So again, Danny, Louise that I see here, Liz that I see here with us. I would love, Kendra, if you can post more of the English content. The same thing with Humanic. And now it's quite easy. With I take the French, put it in it, <laughs> pull it up. No, but seriously, we're, 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 we're just growing, 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 growing. And once again, one of the great reasons we're growing so much is thanks to the community, the Millionaire of the Diamonds. Yes, our top five. Yes, Jacqueline Stockley, who takes care of the Facebook. Thank you, Lise, Matthew, who's taking care of the Podbean. Thank you, Danny, Louise, you know, making sure that inspirational group is rock and rolling. Without all of us together, it's impossible. And now, uh, Marie-Pierre, I want to go to bed tonight and have hit the over 800 mark. Is that okay, guys? Can we do it? Can we do it? So if we all do a little publicity on the book and on the agenda, we're going to do that. So I'm really, truly grateful for all of you. And I'm really grateful for you, Melanie Miller, for you, Marie-Pierre, Sylvain, Jean-Philippe Jacques, and Melissa, because Melissa is like our secret team in the back doing our publicity. Publicity. So we're all an incredible team. So with no further ado, because now they're starting to bark here, I'm going to leave you in the hands of Melanie. Yes, good morning, everybody, and what a beautiful morning it is here in Montreal. Blue skies, sun shining, cold, but it is Canada after all in December. And in fact, today is December 21st. It is the shortest day of the year today, people. So um, last week we looked at um, how, in, how important it is to work doing something you love doing, to work in our area of excellence, because we're talking about happiness and satisfaction. It is also true that happiness and satisfaction will come when you feel you are using your unique talents in your life and your career. 
more than 80% of Americans do not feel they have reached their full potential, as reported by Studs Terkel back in 1974. So people may be busy and reasonably content, but they have a feeling that they are not quite where they could be. In his book, Terkel interviewed many people about their work, and it provides uh, many insights into the way work can influence individual's sense of achievement and fulfillment. It is a unique and poignant book, and though I would imagine that his findings would be reflected if and though I'm not sure how his findings would be reflected in today's society, where, you know, 1974 compared to 2024, I'm sure things have advanced in many ways. But I also know that there are probably still many people, and in fact, maybe more people who are wondering where they are, because with the with the uh, problems with job securities these days, the fact that people change jobs all the time, it may be a bigger percentage than ever before. People need to feel stretched and pushing the envelope. We talked about that before. When you are learning every day, you have a feeling of growing. When you feel you're growing, so your confidence grows. A feeling of divine discontent, as Maria mentioned this morning, is when you know you could do more, when deep down you have that feeling that, okay, well, I quite like my job, I quite like what I'm doing, but I know there's more in me, I know I can do it. And that could actually be developed just by a change of attitude, just by a change of looking into learning in whatever you are doing. Because it's not everybody that can immediately change their job just to find something that they want to do. But you can change your attitude and start to feel more content about where you are. Living congruently is the title of the next section. In chapter one, we talked about how values are really important to your confidence. Clear values equals high aspirations, which equals good self-confidence. Most, the most important value that we can have is integrity. And if you have integrity, it pretty much covers all your other values. There is no compromise in what you believe to be right. So you cannot say, I want to rid the planet of single-use plastic and go to the store and buy a 24-pack of uh, bottles, water bottles to use in your home, or even when you have guests. You have to find a way around it. Otherwise, you don't have integrity with your values. Integrity is essential when you want to capitalize on your strengths. Look at yourself honestly. Make de decisions based on you being an extraordinary human. It gives you peace of mind. And the most accurate assessment you can have on yourself is do you have peace of mind. If you don't have peace of mind and there's a niggling doubt there somewhere, 
ask yourself, am I living with integrity? And the other um, value, which is absolutely essential, is courage. Courage is something that in life we cannot proceed without it. We can't have integrity if we don't have courage, because what we'll do is we'll buckle as soon as we're faced with a difficult situation. And Winston Churchill said, courage is rightly considered the foremost of virtues, for upon it all others depend. And of course, the opposite to courage is fear. Fear is our biggest enemy. People are held back by fear every single day. Building your courage will help you to overcome your fears and will build your self-confidence. A good example of overcoming fear and really gaining courage was from an artist called Paul Gauguin. You may have heard of him. He's an impressionist painter and he lived in Paris. He worked for the postal service and he was a family man, but he had this feeling all his life that he wanted to paint. He couldn't stop reading about it, finding out about it, until eventually one day he just gave everything up, traveled south to the island of Tahiti and started to paint. And he didn't paint very well to start with. Um, and one day he just uh, started to really get a feel for what he wanted from his painting. Um, and he continued to paint. And now he's considered to be one of the best painters of the last 300 years. In fact, I did a little bit of research because I wanted to know what was the most, what was the uh, price for his most recent painting that was sold. And in 2022, he, he um, sold, uh, there was a painting sold called Maternity 2. And it sold for an unbelievable $105.4 million. One painting. Yes, one painting. And this was somebody who dreamt of painting and was, was, had the courage to follow his dream. Now, I'm not saying that we are all going to be able to make $105 million on a painting, no matter how much we like it. But following that feeling that you know that there's something in you, um, what do you need to do to be honest with yourself? Have the courage to channel your energies into what you want to do. Focus on your strengths. Put your energy into your greatest potential. Every person has potential. It's finding it and working with it and doing it, which will lead to maybe financial success, but definitely to fulfillment. There are many people who have used their strengths to benefit mankind. Churchill was a great statesman and orator. Florence Nightingale was a tremendous organizer. Florence Chadwick was an incredibly strong swimmer. Abraham Lincoln was a far-sighted and compassionate president and person. Mother Teresa was a truly loving human 
being having an infinite capacity to care for and support the sick and dying people of Calcutta. Joe Mentana was a quarterback with an incredible throwing arm with the 49, uh, San Francisco 49ers. All of those people took their talents and used them for the betterhood of mankind. All around you, there are people who have the courage to follow the, your, their heart. My question is, do you? And now we're going to go to Marie-Pierre, and she, I'm sure, is going to tell us more about this. Over to you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Manny. And yes, absolutely. Uh, I have an exercise for you this morning to find your strength and how you can apply it to be just a, not a benefit for you, but benefit the other people around you. So we want to use our strength for the greater good. So I have this exercise. It's five steps, but the first step is the most important because the first step is that self-reflection to know what is what are your strengths so yes you want to consider your abilities you want to consider your skills your qualities that you feel really confident about so i have for you 15 questions to help you uncover your strength <laughs> so question number one so think about times that you've succeeded or felt particularly competent so what skills or quality were you using at that time number two what activities do you find deeply engaging or enjoyable? Again, what strength do this activity draw upon? Number three, what positive feedback or compliment do you often receive from others? What do they say are your strong point? Number four, reflect on challenges that you've overcome. What strength help you through these situations number five in group setting what role do you naturally gravitate towards are you the leader the mediator the encourager the organizer number six are there skills or subjects that you you've learned easily or excelled in Number seven, what are your core value and passion and how might they point you uh, to your strength? Number eight, what task or activity make you feel energized rather than drained? Number nine, when faced with a problem, what is your usual approach? Does this reveal any particular strength that you have? Number 10, do you have a unique combination of skills or interests that sets you apart? Number 11, how do you adapt to change? What strength help you in adjusting to new situations? Number 12, Looking back at previous job or volunteer work or team project, what strengths were highlighted in your performance review or your team feedback? Number 13, compared to people around you, 
What task or responsibility are you particularly better at? Number 14. Think about moments in your life that make you feel proud. What strength were you demonstrating at that time? And number 15. In what ways do people often seek your help or advice? What does this suggest about your strength? So, yes, it's a lot of questions, <laughs> but it will start your reflection on all your strength and your abilities, your skills, your qualities that you can use for the greater good. So if you have difficulty to start with those questions, go and ask for feedback. So reach out to your close friend, your family, your colleague, that uh, your mentor, then ask them what they think that your strengths are. And sometimes others can see the qualities that we don't see at first. And then we go to part number two, is that research and inspiration. So you want to research and read story about individuals who have used their strength for the greater good. So for example, if you say, okay, I'm a good organizer, I want to learn more about people, you can just Google it. What uh, and what kind of people who use that for the greater good? And you can be really inspired by those uh, stories and see how you can do it in your action. Part number three, you want to brainstorm on application. So you want to decide one or a few ways that you can start using your strength for the greater good. So be creative and think of both direct and indirect ways that your strength can be beneficial. So set achievable goals and plan steps to reach them every day. Part number four, you want to take action. So volunteer or collaborate, just go and start doing something with your strength that can be helpful to others. And of course, you want to reflect, adjust to say, okay, is it really the best way I can use my strength? Is it the best way that I can do that? And part number five, of course, you want to always continue learning. So continual learning and growth. So you want to seek feedback, learn, Maybe you can be better at <laughs> what you are doing right now. And of course, share your journey because when you share your experience with others, this not only spread awareness, but it can also inspire and motivate others to use their strength for the greater good. Just like you will do some research in a few years, maybe someone will do some research and will find your story. So make sure that you share your journey of, of how you uh, use your strength. So remember, the goal is to find a meaningful way and a sustainable way to contribute. So not just something that you can do today, but that's it. But something that you can do every day that can be uh, helpful for other people around you. So in that in mind, I, I think you, you will have a lot to think about for today <laughs> with all that reflection and we will see you tomorrow morning with the, the um continuous uh, um of the chapter about uh, always using your strength so i wish you a beautiful day and we'll see you tomorrow morning bye everyone mm -hmm.